Hi, everybody. I'm Robin Willis, and welcome to Expat Stories, where we present tales about living life in expatria, a place where home really is where the heart is. This episode's storyteller is Dan Seitz, and was recorded on November 23rd at Mutuo Centro de Arte in Barcelona, Spain. So, a couple of you guys know me. I have a bar in Barcelona. It's not, not as good as it sounds. Um, I've had a bar for about three years here. I've been here about 20 years. About two and a half years ago, when I had been open for about six months, it wasn't going so well. And, you know, I was running it with my wife, which is not a good idea. And so I decided I needed a break, so I thought I'd go to Ibiza for vacation. Ibiza, Ibiza, is, is, I've been there on vacation before, and Ibiza's pretty cool. So I decided that I would get out of here for about a week and go visit some friends in Ibiza. And I did it on a Sunday morning. I took off on a Sunday, Sunday morning at 8 o'clock in the morning, and I went on the boat so that I could enjoy the sunshine and lay in the sun and drink beer all day. Good plan. And so I got on the boat, and I went out there. I got on the boat, and I drank beer all day on the boat. And I met a couple English guys, these tattooed Manchester guys, you know. It's the kind of guys you meet at the bar, and they were interesting and shit. Hey, we're going to beat the lots of chicks out there. And so I had to agree with them. Yeah, there's lots of chicks out there. And I talked to him for a few minutes, and then I noticed there was lots of people looking at us. And I just kind of blew him off and drank more beer and laid in the sun. And I, when we showed up about 8 o'clock at night, I called my friends when we were pulling into the port. Man, it was still it was light outside. It was really nice. It was beautiful. God, looking off the boat. Man, I was really looking forward to laying on the beach for a week and forgetting about all the problems I had with my wife and the bar in Barcelona, Ayuntamiento, everything. Oh, man, it was going to be really nice to get away for a week. So I grabbed my shit, and I started moving down the ramp to leave the boat. And when I got to the bottom, and I called my friend right before I got off the ramp, and said, right before I got on the ramp, and said, hey, man, I'm here. He said, all right, we're waiting for you at the dock. And so when I got to the bottom of the ramp, three guys came up, and they whipped out their police shields and said, hey, we're going to have to search your bag. I said, fine, fuck, whip it out, baby. And they ripped open my bag, and they looked through everything completely, absolutely everything, and then... They said, okay, what's this? And I said, well, that would be a bottle of water. And they said, no, this is not a bottle of water. Yes, it's a bottle of water. I just bought this on the bar 15 minutes ago from the bartender. And they said, no, this is a bottle of liquid MDMA. I said, no, this is not a bottle of liquid MDMA. It's a bottle of water that I just bought from the bartender here on the boat. They said, no, this is a very serious offense. You're going to jail. And so they took me to the police station. When I got to the police station, they threw me in a tiny little cell that was sweltering hot. This is the end of July, you know. July 19th is exactly when I went in. 
and it was hot as shit, and I'm banging on the, on the door trying to get water, and they won't let me out of the cell. They could just keep, they just keep fucking telling me, oh, shut up, you know, you are accused of a very serious crime. And meanwhile, they have people coming in there in the, in the police station that covered in blood. You got these English guys that just glassed each other in, Man, in, the, in the Manchester bars in San Antonio. Oh, man, you know, if, you know, if you've ever been to Ibiza, you kind of get the picture of what the police station's like on a Sunday evening. So anyway, they, they threw me in the jail cell until they could take me to the judge. I was in there for probably about 36 hours until, until finally they pulled me out. They took me upstairs where you go in front of the, the temporary judge. The judge decided that I was a major drug smuggler and that I was going straight to jail. You know, there was no bail, absolutely no bail for what I had done which was basically this bottle of water, but I'm a major MDMA smuggler. Uh, so there was no bail. They took me to prison. I went to the Ibiza prison. And, man, I was really not very prepared for prison. As I was, pretty, as I was there, I had, I had a pair of swim trunks and two T-shirts in my bag, along with the bottle of water. Um, so I got... I got inducted into Ibiza prison. I had no fucking cash. I had very little cash. And they took the cash away. They won't give it to you to spend. You can't use it because you're convicted of smuggling drugs. All right? You're not convicted, but you're suspected of smuggling drugs. So all the money that you have on you is evidence. Okay? So that means I'm in jail. I don't have, I have half a pack of cigarettes. They won't let me at my, at my money, nothing. And they throw me into this little Ibiza prison. Hey, I got lucky. Ibiza prison's a tiny little prison. It's like 200 people. It's the smallest prison in Spain. And first they throw you in there for a day or two on your own. You know, it's isolation. And then they just throw you out in the courtyard. And that's when it becomes interesting, you know. This, the whole place is full of convicted drug smugglers, non-convicted drug smugglers, kids that have got busted for two fucking ecstasy pills in front of the space disco before they went in, and people that have got busted for 500 kilos of coke on a sailboat. The guys that get busted with 500 kilos of coke on a sailboat, they're not there for very long. You know, they pay their, they pay this huge amount of bail, and they're gone to Costa Rica, and they will never come back again. Unfortunately, if you don't have a bunch of money to pay bail, then you're not going anywhere. And, but also, there's the thing that you, they won't give you bail unless, unless, you know, they think that they can weasel a whole lot of money out of you. This is Spain, you know? <clears throat> so they throw me in into this community with... God damn, inmates from all over the place. And I tell you, it was interesting. Um, we're talking Colombians, Chileans, uh, you know, guys from Manchester and Liverpool. And these guys, they're, they're at the top of their game, and they weren't kidding. They, they got busted big time, and they were in there 
in prison with because they deserve to be in there, basically. Um, and life in prison, I've, I've been in jail for drunk driving before, you know, one day. I've been in the junk tank in California for a day or two. But, man, I had never, ever approached being in fucking prison, you know. Actually, being in prison where you, you're in a cell with, there's three people in a cell, you know, and damn, it's, it's fucked up. Uh, the first couple of, the first couple of months, it, it fucks with you hard. But you know what? As I tell you, if you're gonna, you're gonna meet some interesting people in prison, especially in Ibiza. Ibiza was was stellar, you know, for meeting for meeting interesting people. Especially, you know, it's all these all these guys from from South America on one side, and all the guys from England on the other side. And South Americans, they don't speak any English. Right? And the English, obviously, they don't speak any Spanish. So all we do is sit around all day in the courtyard and smoke lots of hash. Because, you know, obviously, they let the hash in because if they don't, there's going to be fights all day. So everybody smokes joints all day long. And they put all these fucking drug dealers in a prison with a room full of world maps. Okay, a room full of world maps and everybody's got cell phones. A lot of these guys are carrying cell phones around shoved up their ass all day long. And they pull them out to make a call to their connection when they meet up with someone else. Oh man, it's, it's pretty cool that it's, they go into the bathroom, they go, hey, uh, Dan, you know, speak English, right? We want to talk to those guys from Liverpool over there, man. You know, buy you some coffees. So basically, I sat there and, you know, yeah, I, I kind of middle, middlemaned uh, quite a few of these little, these little movements, and God, it freaked me out. I'd never been in the middle of anything like that, and it was fucking interesting, I tell you. Um, these guys, these guys would go, hey, wait just a minute, let me call my brother, and they would go into the toilet stall, and they would come out. And they go behind the pillar with the telephone, and the tele first they have to pull all the condoms off the telephone, and then they make, then they make the phone call, and then the, then the South American guy goes back into the bathroom, and he comes out, pulls all the condoms off his telephone, and makes another call. It's, my God, these guys are walking around with cell phones shoved up their ass all day. I had never seen, I had never heard, never heard the like, all right? So here I am, I'm inside this place, and in the meantime, I'm trying to get out. And I, don't, I didn't have any money. And my wife, like I said, I've basically my, my vacation was to get away from the bitch for a little while. And so it wasn't working real good with me with her, so she wasn't really helping out too much. But fortunately, I have a, I have a couple friends that really, they dialed me in. And they called all my other friends that are like rich rock stars and shit that got me a lawyer. And, you know, the lawyer went in and took, she went to court and she said, okay, blah, blah, blah. And he said, until the drug analysis comes back, no bail. Okay, well, the, until the drug analysis comes back on this bottle of water, I'm screwed. So we tried it three times, over and over and over again. Meanwhile, I'm here, I, I played, I learned how to play some really mean chess while I was in there. Lots of Parcheesi, lots of cards, 
read a shitload of books, still waiting and waiting and waiting for some kind of word as to when they're going to give me this drug, this drug analysis. Over and over and over, the, the, this lawyer that my friends had to come up with 15,000 bucks, 15,000 euros to pay this lawyer, and the lawyer just kept coming back with the same thing. With the same thing. Um, you know, we can't do anything until the drug analysis comes back. So I'm sitting in there, and people are telling me, you know, there's a very good chance that when the drug analysis comes back, if it's negative, they'll make it up, man, because they're, they're not going to admit that they've put you in there for this long and have let you sit in there all this time, just rotting. And this time, we're going on four months or so, four or five months. I'm starting to get accustomed to, to life in there and getting used to the idea that, God damn, they could screw me. I could be in there six years. You know, but you start to realize how you could use that six years if you're going to be forced into it. So, you know, it's, it's, I'm looking at it. You get over the fact that you stop crying and shit when you're going to sleep and you stop and you start sleeping. You know, at, at first they give you sleeping pills to knock you out at night. But after a couple months, you kind of get into the groove and, you know, it's, there's not much you can do. You're basically, you are at their fucking mercy. And this is Spain. And like everybody keeps telling you, everybody's got a different view on it, okay? And you don't really know what to believe. You believe what you want to believe, which is, I can get out, okay? But everyone's Everyone's pessimistic as fuck. If, you, if you're optimistic, someone's going to shoot you down. So yes, I'm getting used to the idea that even if I'm completely innocent, they're probably going to fuck me over and say, no, you are loaded with drugs, you know? So yes, this, has gone, this has gone on for about, just gone, going on six months, and they came to my jail cell, and they said, sites come with us. And I said, what's up? And they said, well, you are officially expelled from Spain. You know, you cannot come back here for five years. And I said, well, what? I mean, what how is this going to happen? Is I'm in here for how long? I, said, I don't even know. No, it's no matter what happens, you're expelled for five years. And so I just signed the fucking paper. And this is two days. No, this is the 20th of December. I've been in there six months. And they come back the next day, and they say, Sites, come up here. Grab your shit. You're out. This is a letter from the court. And it says, uh, Mr. Sites, we are very sorry. Uh, the analysis would come back, and it was water. Uh, you are free to go, and we are very sorry. Okay? And I go, fuck! My God! And, every, and, you know, and then you walk out in the courtyard, and everybody there is going... Libertad, libertad. It's Jesus Christ, man. It just six months. And six months is long enough to know how it would be for six years. Okay, three months is long enough. But six months, you start to get in the groove and you start to know what you're looking at and how bad it could possibly be and what, could, what you could do with that time or how fucked you are. You know, it's, it's a lot of, besides, you know, 
you're completely sober, apart from smoking a shitload of joints all day long. That's all you do is smoke joints. But, you know, it comes down, it really comes down to that kind of shit and dealing with the fucking Spanish bureaucracy, which is, God, I tell you, dealing with it outside is one thing. Dealing with it when you're inside and you have no one to, you have no way to talk to anyone except for the lawyer that shows up once every couple weeks and tells you, really, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing else new. And, you know, it, it kind of, it's, it puts you in a place where you just don't, you don't have an idea. You're absolutely, completely fucked, basically. But you have to, after six months, you get to the point where you make, you make your peace with that and you're ready for whatever happens. But you're not ready for them to come in and say, we're very sorry, goodbye. And then they throw you out. And they threw me out. They threw me out on a Friday night, a week before Christmas. And they told me, they said, oh, well, it'll be a few hours until you're released. This is about, I don't know, 5 o'clock at night. So they wait to release me until 11 o'clock when the accounting office closes so I have no access to any of the money in my account that they're supposed to refund to you. So they throw me out in the street in front of the prison and I have not a fucking dime in my pocket, okay? It's, there's no way to catch a bus. There's no way to catch a cab. There's no way to do shit. So I called the cab and I hoped my friend was in his bar and luckily he was because I... I showed up, taxi stopped in front of his bar, I ran in, he goes, oh my God, and he paid off my cab. And I had, and he gave me enough money to check into a really nice hotel for the night, and I stood in the shower for about an hour and a half. First, I bought a six pack of beer and I drank the entire six pack standing in the shower. <laughs> Real hot shower, and then I walked out and I stood on the balcony and I looked, and this is, okay, this is December, Ibiza's desert, man. And looking out, and looking at, the, looking at the same port that I've been looking at behind bars, I mean, at almost the same view that I could see from my fucking jail cell for six months. And I made it back to Barcelona, and uh, got a divorce pretty close after that, and still in my bar. It was quite an experience, and that's pretty much it. That was Dan Seitz, who's been a resident of Barcelona for the last 20 years and is the proprietor of Bar, S-A-F-A, in the city's colorful Raval neighborhood. For more information and stories, go to expatstories.org. That's expat with an X. Music by Three Lake Torso. And thanks for listening.